Hi everyone, my name is Peter Beihauer and welcome to the Longtail Podcast. Within this podcast, Professor of Cinema and Media Studies at Gettysburg College, James Unn and myself talk about our favorite subject, movies and television. So the point of this episode is to not get into any particular subject matter of cinema or television, but rather it is to let you all know what this podcast is going to be like and what we plan on talking about. It's probably more of an off-the-cuff conversational podcast than you might be used to listening to, but we really hope you enjoy. All right, so let's get into the first episode. So, Peter. Yes. We are doing a podcast called The Long Tail. Explain to you where I got that name from, although you did a little play on words. Yes, I did. You spelled the word T-A-L-E, which I thought is pretty good, because a long tail is someone who's full of a lot of hot air. Your play on words, long tail, is good, but it was originally spelled T-A-I-L, and it was a term that was coined by Chris Anderson, who was the editor of Wired magazine. Have you ever read Wired? Uh, I've read a few, yeah. Yeah, I used to read it in the early 90s when it was a new thing. Right. And it's a magazine that's always been kind of looking, it's had its pulse on the rise of the internet, the digital world, virtual reality. That's what that magazine was about. So his argument was, is that the long tail is sort of the inverse of what's known as the Pareto's rule which is something that has been used for just about every industry, but can be easily used for media industries. And the Pareto's rule is, or Pareto's law, forget if it's a rule or law, same difference, but it basically means that about 20% of the products will make 80% of the money. And obviously historically that's true in media as well. When you're talking about movies, blockbusters make the bulk of the money as a matter of fact the vast majority of films made in history even in in the united states but in the rest of the world as well do not make money that's just simply a fact even in india which is the most prolific industry in the world they make a thousand films a year probably only about a hundred of those films actually make money that's you know that's uh that's pareto's law pareto's law quite small percentage yeah right so most of the money is made by a few products and this is applied to every industry apparently i'm not an economist but my understanding is this is not unique to media industries well chris anderson uh argued that with the rise of the internet with the rise of streaming with the rise of digitization that other 80 percent that he calls the long tail. Think of it as a long tail of a dinosaur. Right, 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 of course. Has more value than it's ever had before, right? Right. And I think about, since Anderson published a book on this around 2008, but it does seem that his prophecy has come true, Mm -hmm. right? After all, Peter, where do you see most of your movies these days? On streaming services. Yeah. Yeah, which ones do you have? Um, I have a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, so, so do many, I. There's so many out there. It's absurd. Yeah. I mean, this just this past weekend, my wife and I, we watched things on Netflix, of course. Everybody has that. But I also right. watched uh, a Terrence Malick film from 2019, A Hidden Life. Right. I saw that on Hulu. I believe it was Hulu. Now I get these mixed up. Actually, it might have been HBO Max. I'm not sure if it was HBO Max or Hulu mm-hmm. because these just kind of blur together. 
No, they really Amazon do. Prime. Amazon Prime has more movies than anybody. They, there are just too many streaming services right now. It's absurd. Oh, and they're coming ridiculous. out with another one like this within the next few weeks. Um, Paramount Plus. Yeah. From what I understand is that they're absorbing CBS All Access. Exactly. It's just absurd. Like, I, it makes me wonder how many of these are, how many streaming services are going to be able to stand on their edgy feet or how many of them are going to die out, you know? Well, I hate to speak in cliches, but this is the best of times and it's the worst of times. But I thought of the title, <laughs> The Long Tail, is the best name for the podcast. I realize most of what I watch now is through streaming. Right. I still order a few Blu-rays, mostly from the Criterion Collection. But I don't order a lot of Blu-rays or DVDs anymore compared to the past. It's I'm just finding so much on streaming. Mm-hmm. And if you look hard enough, you can find a wide variety of stuff. But the problem is everybody's experience, especially with Netflix, is unique. Mm-hmm. So what That's Netflix cool. may recommend to you is completely different than what re- Netflix recommends yeah, to you. Yeah, they have an algorithm just like every other like and, everything on the internet has an algorithm. And nobody can figure out that algorithm. Yeah. Nobody can figure it out. And, and the fact that nobody can figure out that algorithm is what's so ingenious about al- that algorithm. I heard somebody say once, uh, Netflix only provides uh, things for young people. It has nothing for me. Right. I only use it for my daughter to watch shows for her. See, that's the thing. It's, and that's, and that's the thing. That's the algorithm speaking. Netflix does have stuff for you right you you've just conditioned your algorithm to be set up to, to a teenage to girl stuff for your daughter and it, right. it confirms your own bias against netflix absolutely netflix is the most diverse streaming surface that's ever existed and mm-hmm. it's the most global you know how much they're investing in in south korea right now i i don't i don't know an article came out i believe is the hollywood reporter or variety uh this week saying that they are investing $500 million in just South Korean programming. That's absurd. So it's not that they're just going to license out pre-existing shows. They are now financing. They want to tap into the Korean wave. And if you go into Netflix, you can find so much from Korea already. That's just in one country alone. Yeah, it is one country, but it's Korea. Yes. You know, from global media industries, Korea is exceptional. Nevertheless, all that stuff from Korea... Arguably, you could say that's the long tail. Actually, eventually, everything ends up on the long tail because mm-hmm. the great blockbusters of the past—you're—they're no longer they're making no longer the money they popular. made originally. Exactly. But they're still there on the long tail, and frankly, that's where my viewing habits are. I that's rarely I see a recent blockbuster anymore. You know, it's funny. Uh, over the past year or so i've stopped watching more mainstream movies and i've been like on the criterion collection all the time i know because you're borrowing half of my criterion collection in my office that's that is true yeah so i had to order some more i I just got five more deep uh blu-rays in the mail today don't worry i'll be taking them off your hand very soon i'm sure you will i'm trying to think well i have the new criterion uh edition of do the right thing Oh, really? Yeah, I ordered that for, because I use it in 101. It's right. the best film I can think of to teach cinematography because the cinematography in that film is so brilliant. Talk about a film that's, uh, you can, that's really worth seeking out in the long tail. It's definitely do the right thing. Yes. And it's amazing to watch this film from 1989 
and so, see so how the okay. issue of the chokehold and the things that it oh addresses God. have not so, changed. Yeah, go ahead. It's so relevant today still, everything that goes on with Raheem toward the end of the movie. Yeah, and it's 100% relevant. There's nothing yeah. dated about that film. Everything no, that that film so. said still applies today. Yeah. You know, that's a film that I think a lot of people know, but then there's really, sometimes I'll find really obscure films Mm -hmm. uh, and I'll find TV shows and sometimes we just start watching a TV show giving it a chance and just see how it goes and usually because I'm usually watching these things every evening with my wife Shu Chen right. uh, because I think it's good for me as a media scholar to watch with somebody who's not a scholar but who's actually just a viewer mm -hmm. because after all most of what I study and what I watch was not designed to be studied. It was not designed for scholars. It's also good to get multiple perspectives on things. Absolutely. And yeah. that's precisely what I like about uh, having her there. I do like her perspective. Although it does turn out that our tastes are very, very similar. It's almost uncanny how our tastes are very, very similar. Like she right. found the Terrence Malick film on Saturday. Usually on right. Saturday, we try to watch two or three movies and she found the Terrence Malick film. Mm -hmm. And she watched the trailer and she said, this looks beautiful. And I told her, well, of course it's beautiful. It's Terrence Malick. Right. Terrence Malick can talk about the most awful things and make them incredibly beautiful. Right. And that did not change. Uh, most of the hidden life was shot in the Alps, but part of it was shot in what I think was a... Uh, a real former Nazi prison mm -hmm. where this film is about a real person who ended up in that prison. You know, once again, the long tail, you just don't know what you're going to find there. Right. And, and I think that's sort of explains what we are trying to do here. Exactly. You know, mm -hmm. the, it, the, the real question is what's not on the long tail? Yeah, and when does something go from being the head, that that twenty percent blockbuster right. money making thing, or hit TV series? Think about the Big Bang Theory. That had to have made a lot of money for CBS over the years right. with all the advertising, but now it's off the air. Yeah. But think about it. Now it's part of the long tail forever. Yeah. Nothing seems to go away anymore. Everything's available and. You know, the perspective of this podcast, I think, is we just talk about whatever I happen to be watching recently, what I what I think of. Right. Down, we're just kind of going off the cuff today. But I think the point of today is the long tail. And mm -hmm. what that means is that it could literally go anywhere. Yeah. Because that's actually how it is now with all the different streaming services that we have that there's been no telling where exactly we'll end up. This episode of The Long Tail was edited and produced by Peter Byhauer. The song that you heard was written and produced by Jackson Key. The topic of our next podcast episode is called Is Cinema Ever Nomadic? Thank you guys so much for listening. We will be back with you next week. And until then, have a great rest of your day.